Welcome to Game Sense. I'm your host, Michael Alvaro. In today's episode, we'll take a look at the return of the Coates Talent League Girls Competition and the conclusion of the Sample W regular season. We'll also hear from Gold Coast Academy skipper Josie McCabe following her side's impressive win over GWV Rebels on the weekend. As always, I'm joined by Rookie Me Central Chief Editor Peter Williams. Thanks for joining me today, mate. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. It was a pretty jam-packed weekend of action, of course, across the entire country. So plenty to watch, plenty to write about, and looking forward to getting stuck into this. Sure thing. Let's start with the Coates Talent League. Of course, with round seven, I'll run you through all of the results. It was a pretty packed weekend. First up, we had the Sydney Swans Academy 8-5-53 taking down the Tasmania Devils 3-3-21. The Brisbane Lions Academy 8-7-55 defeated Murray Bush Rangers 2 straight 12. The Gippsland Power broke through for a win 13-10-88 against the Northern Territory Academy 5-4-34. We had the Gold Coast Suns Academy, of course, 8-10-58 downing the GWV Rebels 1-3-9 and the Geelong Falcons with a comprehensive scoreline 16-14-110 defeating the Benigo Pioneers 2-7-19. So a pretty lopsided kind of round, Pete. What were your initial thoughts on the overall results? Yeah, it's never great when the uh, the closest margin's 32 and you've got um, basically three results that are around 50 points or more uh, out. But, um, yeah, we also saw a lot of great talent. Um, the Northern Academies, of course, get a bit of a taste against the Victorian prospects. Um, by and large, they perform quite strongly, which, of course, is a, a little bit different to the boys uh, across the journey. But it's, it's good to see the, the likes of, you know, Brisbane Lions and Gold Coast Suns uh, picking up some big wins against some of the players that they'll face in the upcoming national champs. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they got the wins. They failed to bring the weather with them, the Queensland Academy sides, and, of course, Sydney. Um, but talk to me a little bit about, um, I guess, the the somewhat of a golden era coming through for Queensland um, in 2024 and 25. A lot of underages stood out over this weekend, certainly, um, and across the champs as well, which have um, gone by. So, yeah, tell me about a few of the prospects who really caught your eye. Yeah, absolutely. And if, we, if we're talking about the, I guess, golden era coming up, the 06s and 07s, it's the time for Gold Coast to really step up. Um, without Sienna McMullen on the weekend, who's their top prospect, uh, prospect I should say, uh, for this year, it was their 06s and 07s that really stood out, which is really impressive because a lot of those 07s have now come off uh, the under-16 championships and now they're going to play at the under-18 championships. So I'm talking about, obviously, Ava Usher was a standout. We know she, look, she's a pick one contender in uh, a few years, obviously only 07 born, but she's tough as anything. Very similar to Charlie Robottom. I've been big on her um, since she was able to crack through at this kind of level last year. Really impressive talent. You've got Sonny Lappin, of course, uh, Carlton Anderson Kilda, father-daughter selection. But, of course, as a part of the Gold Coast Academy, she's going to have a few um, club ties. So going to have a big decision in a few years, obviously a little while off. You've got Alana Welsh, who, of course, made the All-Australian team. She can play. She did that in defence. She's played forward and mid, as she showed on the weekend, and she was probably the most impressive or I should say most surprising because the other two have kind of been really strong performers over the uh, the last 12 months where Welsh has come on really strongly uh, lately to really match them. So really great to see her uh, perform so strongly. And if you go um, one year closer, you've got Havana Harris, who's really potentially the, the pick one next year. So Gold Coast Academy could well have 
the next uh, pick one for the next two years after this one. Um, obviously, it's a star uh, studded draft next year, but Havana Harris. I mean, you look at that, 27 touches, 18 hit-outs, six inside 50s, three rebound 50s and a goal. She kind of did it all. Really mobile ruck who can play forward. Um, you've got Tara Harrington as well. That's another one. Um, and they've just kind of got that really strong group that's coming through. Of course, Georgia Davis is another one. Didn't really have a best game on the weekend, but she's another 07 that's got plenty of talent. So... It's a really exciting time for the Suns. And, of course, for the Lions, there, there was a player there that's actually younger than all of them that wasn't out there in Mia Gear, who's a really exciting prospect. And the Lions didn't have as many 07s or really any that were coming through. They've kind of gone for an older group that's uh, performing. Uh, so they do have a few that might be in consideration for the Lions this year in terms of draftables. Uh, they've, of course, got the two uh, AFLW Academy members uh, in Sophie Peters and Rainier Crozier, who both had strong games for the for them against the Bush Rangers, but you've got Brooke Sheridan, who's an overager coming back from an ACL, so she missed a fair bit. Um, Jacinda Baldwick's another one, and the bottom ages Zimra Hussain um, showed a few signs. Uh, real low gravity type player, likes to draw those free kicks and frustrate the opposition, but certainly someone who they'll be keeping tabs on. And of course, Ebony Milne's another one for this year. Um, but their 07 and 08 crop is very, very good. Uh, I know Molly Ferguson was one who really stood out. She's a uh, Maruchidor prospect, and she's one to keep an eye on uh, in that 07 crop. But it is very fascinating to see the difference between how the Lions and Suns approach, uh, I guess, this uh, this carnival, because they're, the Lions are obviously going giving their older players a chance. So by older, they're the 05s and 06s, where the Suns are more than happy to bring in their 07s and expose them to that older level uh well in advance well if they're good enough then um it doesn't matter what age you are i guess um how about gippsland though pete obviously they had a few players in the under 16 vic country squad and after the championships they've brought them into the under 18 uh power team and yeah they're going good guns aren't they absolutely like uh when i saw the result on the weekend obviously was at the double header uh, at the time but um, I saw the result and I was expecting Gippsland to win, but they, they did it emphatically. And a couple of players that came in uh, for their first games uh, this year and uh, in the case of Abby Hobson, who kicked uh, four goals, it was her debut game. She's in 07. Um, that, they were just really impressive up forward. Suddenly they've got all this firepower that's really young and um, between her and uh, of course, the other 07 in Chelsea, uh, Sutton, she played uh, eight games last year, but um, kick three, four, really should have had a lot more. Um, could have finished with six or seven if she'd been a bit straighter, but had 23 touches and outperformed some of the ones who were normally a lot stronger. Like Ash Centra was still great. We know what she brings to the table. And I sort of said um, off air that you could tell she was a bit frustrated playing in defence this week because very rarely if you play forward in a Gippsland power outfit uh, that you're going to get a lot of chances. But this was the one week you did. And, of course, she's um, really settled into that defensive um, lineup. And, of course, you got Alice Stoddard who won the MVP for Vic Country. She came back in and was pretty solid across the board. But, again, she, she didn't have as much to do as she normally would um, coming out of defence. So they're going to get a good test against Calder this weekend. That'll be a lot tougher, obviously. Um, and Cold, of course, coming off that really disappointing loss to Oakley before the uh, community break. So 
I think a fair few of them are really impressive. And another 07 was Rebecca Fitzpatrick, who kind of started forward, then basically played off half back and was super impressive. Um, yeah, she's an 07, provides a bit of run and carry and another one to keep an eye on, was making her debut as well. So there's a bit of talent coming through the Gippsland pathway, which is great because we know how tough it was over the uh, lockdown years. So it's good to see some 07s coming through. And we've lauded... Um, the 06 crop as well, Pete, of course, the bottom ages. And there are a few Vicks who have really sort of shot into the top end of that bracket. Can you tell us a little bit about the likes of Sarah Howley and Millie Lank? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I mean, coming into the year, we knew Painter and Centra were kind of the, the top two. Of course, Lou Painter out of Bendigo. And I got to see uh, Painter going head to head with Sarah Howley on the, the weekend. We know Howley's had uh, an absolute brilliant season. She had one down game, but other than that, she's basically had the ball on a string all year. Um, and going head-to-head with uh, Painter on the weekend, she, she beat her, um, plain and simple. Like, they, it wasn't a, a you know, one-on-one uh, head-to-head as you might like it at, at the clinches. It was a shake your hand and then they go their separate ways. And Painter had 30, Howley had 40, which is ridiculous. And, of course, because her side won, she was able to get forward of the ball and, and find a lot of it. But she had 11 inside 50s and kicked 1-4. So she could have really finished with four or five goals on top of that 40 disposals, which is just insane. And um, realistically, if there's a player that's going to push those top two Vicks for that spot, it's it's going to be her. Um, so she's just super impressive. And you can't knock her form this season. She's been great. Um, the other one who I really, really rate, and she came through the school system last year. She really impressed at the Herald Sun Shield. She's uh, Millie Lang out of uh, the Rebels, obviously had a really great season. Um, strong overhead, potent left footer, can kick off her right as well. So she's capable of using both feet, but she's got that really booming left foot kick. Um, yeah, she, she competes well. She takes the kickouts. Um, she can mix it up a little bit, not just a straight... Um, same kick out every time so uh, and she can get aggressive as well so I think a point of difference to the others even though Centra is kind of playing as a key defender at the moment we know that she'll probably be a midfielder where Lang is just very well suited to that key defense role Um, and I think she's very similar to Mac Erdley in that way because she can intercept she's got a lovely kick um, and she's tall so she can really compete in that way. So I think those four are the ones to really keep an eye on uh, for next year at this stage. Exciting times. Of course, round eight looms as well at the end of this week. So we've had a one-sided round. It might be a few more results that way, unfortunately. What kind of games and matchups are you looking forward to? Yeah, it's um, looking across the board, there's a fair few that are probably going to be pretty lopsided, but then they might surprise. I think Northern versus Oakley. If Northern can put up a good fight, I think that that will be okay. But Oakley are coming off absolutely smashing Calder, who were unbeaten. Calder play the power. Again, that looms as one-sided, but the power surprised me on the weekend. So I think that'll end up a bit closer, hopefully. Um, You've got the Rebels and Devils, both are kind of a bit up and down um, form all year. So it might be close, but you never quite know. You'd think the Devils would get the upper hand there. Suns against the Jets. The Jets just haven't been able to replicate the form last year since they've lost a lot of their top enders. Um, They've still got some great talent, but obviously had injuries as well, like Western Turner and whatnot. The Suns are just too deep. I think, uh, especially up in Queensland, they're going to have a pretty big win there. Um, Geelong against Murray is probably the the, the big concern, considering that Geelong's coming off a, a massive win over Bendigo and 
Bendigo are a bit stronger than Murray. So I, I think that, um, yeah, I think that could be a, a bit of a dangerous scoreline. Danny Nolan against Easton, I think, could be a good game. I, Easton will get the win, I'd, I'd say. At least it's at Frankston, so Danny Nolan get the home ground advantage. They've got a bit of talent if, if it can show up and, and perform strongly. Uh, Lions against Sandy should be a, a good game. I still think the Lions will probably get it done, uh, particularly at home again up in Queensland, but might be a really good one. And Pioneers and uh, Northern Territory both are coming off pr- some pretty big losses. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how their respective sides go. Of course, um, Tatiana Perry, who um, was a standout for the Territory, I still think she'll probably end up being uh, the best Northern Territory prospect to come through. Um, she's just a class above everybody realistically and she looked as good uh, aside from being on the losing team as some of the other Gippsland power players so I think she's going to be a real star for next year and of course we'll have Painter and um, Lila Keck missed on the weekend if, if she can come back at some point soon then that'll be really exciting for the Pioneers and they should still get the win and, and they deserve it they've worked pretty hard but um, yeah uh, one of those teams will be bouncing back from uh, the weekend's results of course, you mentioned the Suns are going to be in action again. Pete, you spoke to Gold Coast Academy captain Josie McCabe after their win against the Rebels. Here's a snippet from that chat. Quickly, I guess, first thoughts on the game. How are you sort of feeling? Oh, I think as a team, that was our best game. Like, we played like a team really well, and the pressure was really high, so it was good, yeah. And what was it like sort of travelling down here, obviously, um, getting a part of the group and, and running out here? What was that like? Oh, it's a really good feeling, like on a nice deck as well. And I think we're a really close team this year, so we always get closer the more time we spend together as well. Yeah. And, and captaining academy, what's that um, been like for you when you are told you'd get that gig? Oh, I was absolutely stoked with it. Like, I've always wanted to captain, so it's always, like, a nice feeling to lead the girls out. And last year, obviously, with the champs, you didn't really get much of a crack. You got injured that first game. What was that like for you, and how you sort of felt after that? A bit deflated, but um, you can't do anything. Like, I always think you can't change what happens. You can only work on the games that you can play, so play good footy when you're out there and try and get fit and as fast as possible as I can. Yeah, awesome. And what are you uh, sort of feeling this year? Like, obviously, playing inside mid, is that your preferred role? Yeah, uh, my preferred role is inside mid, but I don't mind playing a bit of forward. But they tested me out in the backs as well a bit. But it's always good. Like, we've got a strong back line, so they always help me out where they can. And what do you sort of see as some of your strengths on the field? Probably my tackling pressure, I would say. Like, the pressure around the footy and just, like, the scrappy stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, perfect. And just improving? Yeah, yeah, trying to improve. On the hand. Yeah, cool. All right, final question. Um, what are your sort of goals for this year? Um, the, like the goal to get drafted, that would be awesome. But just play consistent footy in an injury-free season would be awesome. Awesome, no worries. That was Gold Coast Suns Academy captain Josie McCabe with our very own Peter Williams. Now, from the Coates Talent League, we're going to move over to the Sample W, which wrapped up its regular season over the weekend. Eight teams now become four. So, Pete, how did the season finish? Of course, we had South Adelaide minor premiers beating Norwood, Central District, big improvers, Norwood and Sturt rounding out the top four. Give me a summary of that. Yeah, South looked to be the team to beat from early on in the year. Uh, so that they deservedly got top. But it was great to see coming into the final round um, that uh, that they were able to still have that competition for spots. It wasn't like um, they could afford to rest players or could afford to sort of rest on their laurels and go, cool, we've, we've got top spot. Central District was right in the hunt for 
top spot. And even like last round, South only beat Sturt by a point. If that had gone the other way, then South would have been playing for a, a double chance this weekend. But um, we know the importance of uh, home ground advantage, particularly when it comes to grounds like Norlunga and Elizabeth, um, which are obviously at opposite ends of the, uh, I guess, league uh, peninsula, if you like. Um, but South managed to get it. Central District needed to win against West. They had a pretty soft run home, which was really good. But they did beat the teams they needed to beat earlier in the season, so fully deserved there. They they knocked off South. They knocked off Norwood. Um, they're, they're a really strong side. Impressed with them. Norwood, of course, um, coming from 03, we discussed it at the time. Um, no side's ever come from 03 down to go and make finals. They've done that now. They're in third. Um they don't get the home ground advantage just purely because they play a double header for the first week of finals. So South gets that advantage. And then of course you got Sturt who were playing off in a virtual elimination with Glenelg and could not have been more impressive in their game. It was um, pretty one-sided in the end. They won by 40 points, which is quite impressive considering that Glenelg have been pretty good uh, first half of the year, but dropped off. And if you look at the bottom three, North Adelaide, um, unfortunately couldn't get it done for Chrissy Steen, who departs, premiership coach, dual premiership coach, I should say, for the Roosters. And then, of course, a stack of other flags, um, clearly the most decorated coach in the league's history. Um, unfortunately, uh, they, they just couldn't get it done. The Eagles shocked them by eight points, which is quite a, a fascinating result considering. Uh, there was nothing really on the line in terms of ladder positions, but for the Eagles, it means they actually got their best ever result, which is three wins and a draw. Um, they previously their best was three wins, so the extra draw they got against West Adelaide was was crucial. And for West, I think it came in with so much promise, and unfortunately for Bruce Dawes, who um, no doubt would have been frustrated with the injuries, because I don't think we've ever seen um, a team, at least in this league, that's had so many repeat injuries to quality players, and it just happened week on week, and it just built up to the point of where uh, half the league team was looking like the development league at the start of the year. So. Um, it was good they had the depth to still remain competitive, but I think they'll in many ways be happy they can just go back, reassess, look for next season and, and try and work out ways that perhaps um, they can build on this season because they certainly had a lot of promise. Of course, they're going to lose Lauren Young to AFLW, but hopefully they're going to um, get her back for some games like they did, like for example, with North with Hannah Ewings and things like that. So um, yeah, the, I, I think it was a really competitive year, probably the most competitive year on, on record. So it was really good to finish that way. So, of course, with Glenelg, North Adelaide, Woodville, West Torrens and West Adelaide out of action now, who are some of the players, the draft prospects that won't play for the remainder of the season? Yeah, of course, the top two picks, uh, we've got Lauren Young, Shanae Goody are both done now, uh, unfortunately playing in those bottom two sides. Um, so they won't get another run at elite junior level. I'd love to see them if they play at uh, community level and what they could do there. That'd be quite um, humorous in many ways. I think they'd absolutely slaughter the opposition. But um, Piper Window, of course, potentially the pick three in that mix at least or around there, the third best um, in the South Australian pool. She's also done now with Glenelg and along with her, Violet Patterson, Poppy Schultz for next year. Um, Gemma Charity, of course, at the Eagles and Lucy Boyd, who's been injured um a little bit this season she's also done so um there's a fair bit of talent done from that end but of course there is still some in action for the finals absolutely so good segue who are those players still in action for the finals yeah well i'm hoping to see brooke boylo back on the team sheet this week she injured her uh ankle slash foot um in the second last round obviously in the start of the last quarter after basically putting together her best performance of the year uh 
she isn't too far away. The big question will be, of course, if she doesn't get back for this week then and, and South win, she'll be fit enough to play in the grand final. But, of course, it means someone else misses out, which is always tough. So um, no doubt she'll be hoping to get back for this game. But you've got Holly Eifold, who's been a um, bit, bit up and down this season, but she's a pretty classy winger, someone who clubs might look at. Alyssa Brook, um, a late bloomer this season, athletic key defender, impressive uh, in the air and ground level. Mel Anderson's another one who's uh, rated pretty highly uh, in the State Academy and by the Panthers. She's a natural inside midfielder, but she's been playing forward, brings the defensive pressure, can hit the scoreboard. Then you've got Central District. Elaine Grigg leads the uh, the top ages. Of course, Charlotte Riggs is a bottom ager, uh, one of the top ones for next year. Uh, Norwood, Molly Brooksby's coming off her best game of the uh, weekend. Of course, player focus uh, on her. 26 touches, really impressive. And for Sturt, Lily Whitcombs and Zara Walsh are the two top ages running out there. Of course, India Rashid, one of the top prospects similar to Riggs for next year, is also out there. So still plenty of draftable talent happening in the Sample W uh, this weekend onwards. Absolutely, there is. I'm going to read out your finals fixture, of course. We've got a double header at Norlunga. The top team or the top qualified team during the home and away season, of course, gets home ground advantage. So first up, we have South Adelaide against Central District at Flinders University Stadium, of course, where both games are. That one's starting at 12 p.m. local time. And then there's Norwood against Sturt at 2.10 p.m. The winner of South versus Central makes the grand final while the loser plays the winner of Norwood versus Sturt the next week at either Norlunga or Elizabeth, so essentially at the extremities of Adelaide. Um, we're looking forward, of course, to a big weekend and a few weeks of finals action. Be sure to check out Rookie Me Central. We'll have our regular re- uh, previews, reviews, scouting notes, and more. Pete, thanks for stitching me up with that very long recap. Thank you as well for joining me on the latest episode of Game Sense. Uh, anytime. Love doing that. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to the weekend. Absolutely, as am I. That's all we've got time for on this episode of Game Sense. Make sure you subscribe to us on all your favourite podcast platforms for all the latest episodes and follow Rookie Me Central on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube at Rookie Me Central. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you tune in next week.